This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Check it out. In five Four. I didn't even fucking use the right hand. I said five. I used the one. I copied you. You're stupid, dude. No shit. Don't you have a young daughter that you have to teach numbers to? I'm younger than okay. her. Okay. In five, four, three, it's a two, two it's a one. Five. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I'm your host, David So. And we have a very special guest here today. Now, you've seen her in a lot of my videos just because this bitch is insane. <laughs> Ins- <laughs> and if you guys notice, if you're watching this on the video platform, yo, we got a new setup. I know. I love this place. I, I just already said I love your colors. Oh, it's it supposed my to be skin mad comfortable. You know what I really like about the whole podcast space? Like, I know that there is a video section, but I, I don't really dress up. I keep it mad casual. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I came in. Because we that. have to be. You have yeah, to be. You have to, yeah. You got to be comfortable. Exactly. What you been up to, bitch? Fuck, what haven't I been up to? <laughs> bitch. No. There's so much that you've been up to. Really? You know what? Like, I have recently been running into people and they've been saying, you know what, though? I have only because I am a mother, too. So yeah. when my I have my downtime, I still, you know, Instagram and stuff like that, social media wise. And I'm always doing something. Yeah. Whether being a mother or career yeah you know what's interesting like i i really wanted to bring you on this podcast because i wanted to talk to you about something i'm not sure if you're ready to open up and talk about this i'm scared but the reason why is because like i like bringing my friends in here to talk about their shit just because like you you have a very interesting upbringing and i i want to talk to you about this shit too just because like yo don't take this don't take this the wrong ways or nothings you know what i'm saying okay okay what is it am i a but shit I, person david uh, no you're not a shit person if you were a shit person i would have never invited you over to my house That's, my home oh shit you're right Mikasa. Mikasa. yeah so <laughs> like we've been i've been noticing as i get older um specifically a lot of it has to do with relationships yes and specifically what i've noticed like like you you have you your sure. dad has been missing in your life when you were younger and yes. i have a lot of female friends who've had like their male figure gone and what i've noticed about a lot of the girls in my life like you and a few of my other friends who actually have come on this podcast and talked about this um like having that stable household it's it's, it's it seems to be like a huge precursor to what you see as a healthy relationship as you're older Yes, it, 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 uh, you are absolutely right, and absolutely. Oh my, <laughs> fuck me, I'm sorry. Okay, but you know what? As I'm getting older, and because I, I, when I was pregnant with Kaya, I was so yeah. afraid. You know, I wasn't ready. I, I, I was just not ready to be a mother or even pregnant. You know. Yeah. Um, but that's when I, when I realized, like, okay, this is happening. I started really seeking people like through my friends and stuff and just yeah. talking to them, asking them about their upbringing and the way they think and the mm-hmm. way they are. 
And I, I really realized that my sociology class was completely 1000 fucking percent right. Like the yeah. first five years of a child's life is so detrimental. Like it's so important to their life because yeah. if it, if it, if it was just the first five years, I'm talking about like the way that they are cared for, their education, their yeah. household environment, everything. Because um, for you growing up, you you didn't have a, a dad figure. I growing up. <laughs> you guys like have you guys... <laughs> tissues. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, growing up, I didn't I didn't grow up with a father, but I grew up with um, several male figures as my father. Yeah. Um, and are, are we completely honest? You know, I, I've been through a lot of domestic abuse, a lot of emotional abuse. In terms of what, like uh, the the males in your life? Yeah, like my mother didn't know because she would she would be the one working. You know, she was always a hard worker, so she's always out the house working. So she didn't know till I would tell her. I had the courage to tell her, but you know, I grew up in Oakland. I grew up in. Um, in San Francisco with male figures who were supposed to be my father. But, you know, I would like, yeah, people get their ass whipped, but this was like, I'm going to be like for, I'm going to be really honest on your podcast. Yeah. I'm a very honest person, but you know, someone hasn't really asked me in this, this depth, I guess yeah. on a podcast, but you know, at the age of four or five, I was being choked against the, what the fuck? Yeah, by who? By, my stepfather at the time. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And, uh, well, your mom didn't know that? No, because she would be working. And she was, <gasps> she was actually at beauty school at that time. Because, you know, she, she has her own salon. But um, my mother wasn't uh, there because she had to do what she had to do. But that male, that was my first male figure. I, the first male figure was um, living in Oakland and, uh, Wait, what 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 would be his reason for what what did you do that would incite his not that it was your fault or anything but what would like trigger that for him to fucking you, choke you? See, the thing is, I can't remember and in in betweens, but I just remember I was so so lonely in that house because it was just me. My older sister was living in L.A. Oh, what the fuck? I didn't yeah, know we were that. separated. Um, uh, my sister lived with her grandparents with our our grandparents yeah. who just my harmony turned a hundred. Ooh. Oh, yo, when I saw that, I was like, for real? I thought you were joking. No, dude, she's 100 and she's fucking still hilarious. And she's... Yo, she's been around before there were cars that were commercial. Yes. Dude. Yo, your grandma was reading by fucking uh, candlelight. Like, for real. Like, she was reading stones and shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ten Commandments on the stone. But like, yeah, no, my grandmother just turned 100. Uh, thank God. But um, uh, she, my sister lives in my... Uh, grandparents in k-town yeah and i moved to oakland and you know i wasn't i was just very lonely i don't i just think he wasn't ready to be a father you know and i had to forgive him in my way you know and realize that he didn't know what he was doing and maybe i i don't really remember anything i was doing you know i was just playing by myself but uh, I just, I just do remember he would choke me against the wall out. It would be like the stairs the to fuck? go into our part, into the apartment, and he would always take me out the house. And there's this wall here that he would always choke me against, and um, holy shit, things like that. And then my next father figure, um, just I went to school with, like bruises, and my principal like. 
brought well, just me to go to back the... to the, the the first guy. How long did he stay around before your mom separated with him? Um, I think it was only maybe a year and a half, a year, year and a half, from what I a year think and a half. I remember. And your mom left you alone with this guy? No, no, no. I was four. I I think I was about. No, well, you're four, but like even then, like she, I'm, I'm like, like I said, I don't know your mom. But, yeah. You know, if I have a kid, I'm not thinking about leaving my kid with some dude that I just met. Oh no, 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 no! They've been together. I okay, think okay. they were dating, and I was just four. I don't remember the. I don't know the details. Oh, because you were really young. I was so young, but yeah. I just know I was about four. And um, when we when we moved in with him, you know, then she went to beauty school. Ah, uh, I and see. And it, it happened with the same uh, same thing with another guy. You know, she didn't know till I had to tell her. But when I was four, their relationship just fell apart regardless without me saying anything. Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean if, if, if he's choking out a little kid, I'm pretty sure he has anger issues. And there's a lot of issues he's have to, he has to deal with. Exactly. So I'm pretty sure they had issues within their own relationship. But the uh, next father figure... Yeah, I would uh, go to school with bruises. And then my I remember my principal taking me to uh, the... Um, her office and asking me if I would like to call the cops because she saw the bruises on my body. Holy and shit. I didn't even know any of this shit. Really? No. Well, you didn't tell me about this stuff. I only knew that you're, you're, I only know a little bit about your father and not him not having uh, been around when you were younger, but the speci- the specificities of these two guys, I had no idea. Oh, shit. Damn, this is just crazy. Oh, man. So I'm really spilling the guts here, you guys. This is really me. This is raw, yeah, Ellen, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And this is why I, I feel for children. This is why I, 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 anything that has to deal with children, my heart aches for. And I, I, I love children. And I, I, they are our future. And we as parents and adults, have, I do really believe it starts with us first you know not you know they say chicken or the egg whatever i really do believe in this situation it deals with the parents and us as adults to make sure we are becoming better humans for the future you know so this guy that came around the the second guy that came around like he would like what would he would hit you with his hands or um no not with you know like those feather dusters oh yeah very korean is he korean chinese oh very asian of him (laughs) very asian yeah so Yeah. yeah but uh, it would be like this feather stick. And it, I just remember I had a long piece of wood and it was circular. And he would just like go ham. And um, it for, one for time what? broke right in the middle. So he taped it with plastic tape. So it hurt like even more, you know. it. He would... Like one of the discipline was that I got caught watching Power Rangers. What? So what was wrong with Power Rangers? They were so positive. I wasn't allowed to watch TV. What the fuck is is it with Asian parents and like not allowing kids to watch TV? Because you know what? My parents didn't allow me to watch TV up to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it was Power Rangers, Power Rangers was okay though. Yeah. You know, but I wanted to watch the Cindy Margolis show where her titties were out. So that's... Okay, you know, see, that, that's where your parents were, right? <laughs> that's where they were, you know, stepping in. Yes. But in terms of Power Rangers is mad positive. Yeah, Power Rangers is pretty fucking tight, dude. I love that. I love that show. And I was watching like at that time I liked, you know, Captain Planet and all that stuff. But it was it was things more like what I wasn't allowed to do. I sneaked in, you know, because what they weren't allowing you to do was ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure, especially with, you know, somebody like that, especially if he's beating your ass like that. I'm pretty sure he didn't want to explain things to you either. Oh, never. 
That's such, David, that's such a fucking amazing point you like said. I had a conversation with my friend Jet. What's up, Jet? And, you know, he made me realize like, you know, um, parents, especially, I don't know if it's just especially Asian parents, but parents don't really tell kids why not to do things. They don't explain it. They just say no. You well, know, it's 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 a generation because, I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it's that's a very loaded subject for me, just because, like, number one, there's a lot of things that you could think about, right? Like, number one, it could be the immigrant factor. Um, when you are trying to, when you're living paycheck to paycheck, you don't know what's going on. You're stressed the fuck out. You feel like you don't have enough time. Of course, you just want to beat their ass and tell them to shut the fuck up. I get it. There's also a second part of that where sometimes parents are just fucking stupid and they don't want to be outsmarted by their kid, and so when their kid asks a question. Something that's that you should be able to answer as an adult, or if you don't know the answers, you still should be able to talk to your kids. But sometimes when young kids ask an adult a question, the adult, because they have a very small mind, feel like they're being challenged. No way. So it'll be like, oh, for example. With so, a kid, though? Yeah, with the kid. Because, for example, uh, Joe, you know Joe. Yeah. Uh, Joe does like the other half of this podcast with me. He talks about his ex- experience growing up as a kid. He would ask his dad a question, too. And he also, ha- his, his father also left him when he was younger, too. But he re- mm-hmm. distinctly remembers him asking his father a question, right? So his father would tell him to do something. Uh, I don't know the specifics, but it'll be like, hey, make sure that you clean this up after this time. Mm-hmm. And then Joe would ask, well, why do you have to clean up after this time? And he hears that as, why are you talking back to me? And he would be his ass but instead kids are inquisitive they're very smart and if they say well why do you have to you should be able to explain it explain it's like well i'm trying to teach you structure and order this is going to be important for you the future so do it by this time and say thank you very good point i do also think it comes with like you said we know we're always working 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 and working so by the time you get home you just want to fucking relax right yeah so i'm going to share this story with you so i thought it was pretty pretty fucking clear with uh uh, communicating with people. I really thought I was a shit with that, yeah. but my daughter schooled, schooled me this one day. I realized a lot about myself this year too. So yeah. um, a lot of self-reflecting and self-awareness. It's hard, but you know, but I'm happy. Yeah. There was this one time like, like uh, two months ago, Kay, I'm sitting at, on the couch. I'm fucking dead ass tired, right? And she runs out the bathroom. <laughs> and she goes, mom, what's this? Right? She's like this. And it's like... um a toilet toilet bowl cleaner mm-hmm. and i was just like oh my gosh Kay, I like put that down that's so gross and she's like no mom like what is this and i was like oh my gosh Kay, I put that away it's so disgusting put it away she's like no mom why are you yelling at me i'm just asking you what this is and i was like oh my god <laughs> um, you're oh, shit. so Right, Kaya, I'm really, really sorry about that. And you're very right. But I need you to put that back because it cleans the toilet. And the toilet is where we pee and poop. So it's really dirty. So could you please put that away? Because it's dirty and go wash your hands. She goes, okay. And she <laughs> fucking runs out. And she actually puts it back, washes her hand. And she's only four. Yeah, and that's and that's true. Like, you know what? Kids are going to ask a lot of questions. And, you know, sometimes too, these these adults who have kids... They've never been around kids. You know, I grew up at a church. I didn't either. I was I was either. a youth pastor for two years. I was around kids my whole oh, life. That's so tight. So, you know, like I was around kids all the time. They ask a lot of fucking questions and they're fucking annoying. They're supposed to be annoying. They're in an they, annoying state. Exactly. They're sponge. They want to learn everything. So sometimes too, like maybe in your case too, when you were at that age and that guy was kicking your fucking ass. I, can, I can't ask questions. I wasn't able to even talk at that time. But I have to say this, um, for the parents out there who have four-year-olds, 
you know what I do with Kaya? What? Because she's really, she's really asking me why, 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 right? And I answer every single one. And then I get to the point where I'm like, how about you, Kaya? Why? Why do you... Th-? And I keep asking her why now. She's and annoyed. so she just walks away. I'm like, yes! <laughs> I win! I'm a child, David. Your, I'm a your, fucking child. In your child. fucking face, you fart monster. <laughs> yeah. Why don't I, you just beat her up and take her lunch money, too? No! How about you do that? Huh? I'm just outsmarting my child. That's so sad that I, I said that. I can't wait to have what? a kid. I can't wait to have a kid. I already figured out that this is what I'm going to do. I want to make sure that they're prepared for every situation possible, specifically uh, kidnapping situations. I just did that. Oh, really? Okay. Because I'm getting Amber Alerts, dude. This is what I'm going to do, right? So I'm going to hit up my homies, and then we're going we're gonna to go buy a van, and we're going to stuff that shit full of candy. And then I'm going to come up to my kid. I'm going to be like, hey, little little. Uh, paperclip. I don't know. I don't know the kid's uh, name yet. <laughs> hey, paperclip. Do you, what the fuck? Hey, you want? It's you want? Not you really. want? You want this lollipop? And the kid says yes. He comes in. I'm turning on the lights. It's gonna be me and all of his uncles, and we're gonna fucking jump our kid and beat his fucking ass. Oh my gosh! At the age of four. Age of three, and then we're gonna take him away and be like, "That's what I, I fucking it. told you, paperclip." All right, paperclip. I told your little sister so thumbtack the same thing, and thumbtack oh didn't God, do this. So, so paper. Cute. So paperclip, next time somebody comes into a van situation and you jump in and get that lollipop, expect that ass whooping. You run the fuck away and you say no. But you know what? That's smart because right now I'm getting so much like so many Amber Alerts and like child abduction. I, I'm being honest right now, Dave. I, I, I grab Kaya's hand when she's with me and we get on our knees and we pray for the kid. And we're like, please, please protect the kid. So she sees like how like I, you know, yeah. how devastated I am and. Uh, and then I sit with her. I legit have been having these conversations just these past two weeks, being like, "What are strangers?" And her school taught her that they're wolves, bad wolves. So she was like, "Bad wolves." I'm like, "Yeah." So if they have candy, what do you do? And she goes, "I'm gonna call my mom." And I was like, "There it is. There it goes. That's some good shit." But I was now I'm still testing. I was like, "What if they have a puppy?" Uh, and I'm going to keep She's going. like, well, a puppy mommy is uh-huh. a different situation. And I'm like, you already have one, so you shouldn't give a shit. But, it it's different. But I do, yeah. But I think that's great. The things that you think about is so good, and you don't even have a kid yet. Well, I, I don't, you know, it's not even that, I, I don't know. I think I just, I grew up in a setting with a lot of, like, people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think I've always just been kind of inquisitive. And, you know, by the way, too, this is all, this is just all talk and conjecture. I don't have a kid, so I don't know what it's going to be like. This is only what I'm saying in the hopes that I'll be able to do these things that I consider right at the moment. Because nobody fucking knows how you're going to deal with having a kid until True. you have a kid. It's like everybody who has an opinion about relationships, right? This is what they say. They go, oh, let me tell you about this bitch, all right? So I met this girl, and this girl has never had a boyfriend ever. Oh, no. In her life, right? Then, and so, okay. you know, she was asking about my situation with my girlfriend. And, you know, this is during a time when Mary and I just got together. So, you know, we're, we're kind of going back and forth. We're arguing a lot. We're getting to know each other. And, you know, oh. in the beginning, all you see after you move past the lovey-dovey stage, you just see a lot of your differences. And those differences tend to anger you a lot simply mm-hmm. because you're not connecting how you used to when you first met. You know, when you were going through that infatuation yeah, phase. Yeah, the honey. And so... You know, I just told her about an argument that we had. And she goes, well, then why are you with her if you guys are fighting? And I looked at her and I was like, what do you well, mean? Well, it makes sense. I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, because if 
I had I was with somebody and they spoke to me like that, I would just leave them. Not a problem. And I laughed in her face. Right. I <laughs> Good legit, luck with that. Yeah, I legit laughed in her face. She goes, What do you mean? I was like, You don't know what you're talking about. She goes, Well, I don't like it that you're belittling because I haven't been in a relationship. I was like, number one, you could call it belittling. That's fine. You're dumb. You just said something really stupid because you're Very talking ignorant. about something with utter confidence when you have not no been experience. in experience. No absolutely no experience. And she, this is something repetitive that you hear from a lot of people who have successful relationships. So where are you coming saying that you know what a healthy relationship would you've never been into one wrong or bad, wrong or good true, one? True, true. That This is why I don't take any relationship advice from, I, I'm all, you know, like I don't, and I, plus I don't give it out because. But even, I, but, like, I know, but you know, you know, we'll get into that later on in the no, podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, even for you, just say, just because in your mind you haven't, you know, found the one or you haven't had what you call a traditionally successful relationship. Um, doesn't mean that you don't have experiences that you can that you took away from that you can give to somebody else. Yeah, of course, of course. But when somebody sits there and they judge other people about relationships that they haven't even experienced, they haven't even That's experienced so the emotion. That's so ignorant. You know, and it's kind of like I looked at her and I laughed, and she got upset and she goes, "Well, I'm gonna know what I'm gonna do." I was like, "No, you think you're gonna know what you're gonna do?" You're right. I thought I knew everything, dude. When I before I met Mariel, I thought I wanted a girl who was completely sweet, quiet, and just agreeable all the time. I got the antichrist. I got, <laughs> yo, I got, I got the exact opposite. This woman challenges me all that's, the fucking time. But that's fucking time. beautiful. Yeah, but it also makes me want a 300 kicker in the fucking stomach. You know, but and then hug her. Right hug her. You know, but I love her very much yeah. and a lot of the times too and we i've talked about this on the podcast is the qualities that you that you really love about a person also tends to be the same qualities that you yeah. hate about them it's like oh this woman she's so strong yeah well guess what that strength come bites you in the ass when you're arguing exactly that's where there's a fine line between love and hate seriously oh for sure you know and even for you like i didn't even know about that whole situation about you growing up and the the, the whole ass whooping thing though dude i thought i told no. you it was it so wait how old were you after the second relationship ended with that with uh when your or your eleven mom's? eleven yeah and that one was um I'm not even gonna go in deeper with that one um but it you know it's did, just did it, you talk it, to your mom about that though at eleven it, after it, it ended uh and then she she you know she, I I felt so I you know I I. Who knows I feel what your bad. Mom was going yeah, is the thing is, I'm, I, I am understanding my mom so much more right now with being like a single parent. But I do have, you know, her, you know, like I'm, whatever. I, I'm just understanding my mom just way more on a mother sense and having to grind and hustle. So when I was 11, I did tell her, and it was a hard decision because she she trusted this man as her. Uh, significant other yeah. especially with their children and she didn't know what was going on because she was the person who she uh she had a beauty shop so she, that first chunk of my like the f- little bit of my life she was going to beauty school so in mm-hmm. san francisco that's when she had her shop so she was constantly there so uh i remember uh i th- think my sister my sister and i told her and it was rough for her she was. She went through like a depressed phase, but she told him to get out. Oh, so wait, you were the catalyst. That's that that put. That's awesome. So you know what the cool thing is, your mom actually took your side. Yeah, no, she just didn't. She really didn't know about any. I told her about that guy maybe like a couple years ago, and even with the second stepfather, I didn't tell her about a lot of things. To just a couple years ago, like the specific details of mm-hmm. everything. 
That's crazy. It's, it's just, you know, when human being, humans being humans, right? You, you keep a lot of things in and, you know, I, that's why I, I thought the world owned me everything because I kept all that shit in. And that's what I'm saying. I've been doing a lot of self-awareness and a lot of re- self-reflecting the past year because uh, I have a kid and I want to be better for her. And I don't want to, I don't want to put any, anything I, any hardships that I had to go through on her. Cause that's not fair. So I, I'm really trying to, you know, un- try to go through my past of like really owning it, owning the emotions and letting it go. And even my real father, I met him, you know, that job I did for pop stars, yeah, KDA. Yeah, yeah. I met my father there in Incheon, my real father. Well, you've never met him before prior to that? Uh, no, the last time I saw him was when I was three. Damn. A three, four. No, no, no. I think three, that's when we, I was gone. But I saw him briefly for like a week when I was like seven, I think. And then I met him after the show in Incheon last year. In so December, that's like two de- over two decades. You didn't see your 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 biological father, then you've met him in Korea. I met him, and I just like saw him, and he looks like a harabuji. That means grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> so from what I remember, when I was really young, to that, I when I looked at him, I just I just started bawling because it was like I see a grandfather now. Huh. I didn't, you know, it was just weird to see that, and um, for the first time. This year, uh, like, I had to let go of everything because of talking to him in Korea. I just realized, you know, he was trying to do his best as who he is, right? Yeah. With the person he is. And I had to let that go. And I, I straight up said, you know, he, you know, he called me and I, I was like, before he hung up, I was like, ah, appa, appa, because I used, you know, it's weird to call him that anyways, which is dad. And I was like... And he, it, it floored him. What made you want to say that to him? I heard God say that. I heard God say that in my head. I'm cry because it was just like this weird moment right before. Oh my god, I'm fucking sweating. <laughs> like right before he was about to hang up, I just heard it in my head. It's being like, tell your father that you love him, and I felt that in my heart. And I was like, you know, Dad, I love you. And then he's not religious. He doesn't believe in God. But in that moment, he was like, oh, oh, my God. You know, those are the moments in life where I can be like, oh, this is what life is about. That must have been really hard for you, though. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to hold back my tears. No, it's okay. Dude, everybody everybody <laughs> cries on this podcast for some reason. No way. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like 44 episodes, somebody cried. Yeah, four, four episodes straight. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Well, but... That means it's a real podcast. <laughs> I mean, man, I, that's so fucking hard because there are times even with my own dad, right, that I have right now because we had such a tumultuous relationship growing up. I find it hard to say I love you to my dad, mm. you know, just because of how we grew up and kind of how he expressed his love to me. And my father and I, we had a huge fight um, a while back. And he, how he explained it to me, he never heard the words, I love you growing up. It just it just didn't come well, to Well, especially in that our culture, no way. Yeah, he just didn't hear it. So I mean, this is kind of a sad story, but it's also kind of funny. But when I was this was a few years back, 
and my dad and I has have always had. I mean, we got better and better and better as you know. As I was getting older, I just became a little more empathetic, and my dad, his testosterone started going down. <laughs> but my father has always had like this controlling aspect to his life, and to my fault is that even as he's fixing a lot of these bad habits that he used to have, or whether he's fixing it or he's just truly just letting go of the control in my life, mm-hmm. um, I still see my dad as that asshole when I was younger. So my instant reaction, and I see a lot of kids do this too because, and I'm saying kids and I'm, I'm doing this as well, is that we're so used to that specific type of behavior that we used to see a lot growing up that we just want to snap back instantly. Um, I can't remember what the exact argument is anymore, but it, it basically developed into a conversation where my dad was saying like, well, you know, you, you came out pretty good because, or, you know, in your career because of the things that I taught you. And I looked at him and it kind of triggered something. And I looked at him, I was like, what did you teach me? Oh boy. You know? Uh-huh. And he goes, I, well, I supported you and you what you wanted to do. And I was like, hold on a second. I was like, no, you didn't. I was like, you didn't, you didn't support me. You exactly, you actually did the exact opposite. Like, you know, I talked about this where he talked about comedy college and you know, this whole like bit about it. But at the end of the day, like I, I looked at him, I remember it was a very sad moment, but at the same time, it was kind of funny because he said to me, and this was a very kind of like, it, it, I felt like my world closing in and it kind of wow. hit me really hard because he, I remember, I've never seen my dad cry before for me. I've seen my dad cry for my brother. But he's never cried for me ever. <laughs> yo, I'm talking about... Yo, yo, Ella, let me tell you about this shit real quick, right? I'm talking about this shit. I remember one time my 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 dad and my brother got into a fight because my dad didn't like the girl that my brother was with at the time, right? Oh. She was a little younger and there was just this whole thing where my dad just didn't like the fact that my brother was dating a younger girl. And he just didn't like that girl in general. Okay. And so... My brother got into a huge fucking fight to the point where they were screaming at each other. And my brother looked at my dad and he goes, he goes, he goes, well, my dad goes, is this how you speak to your father? And my, my brother looked at him. He goes, he goes, father, he goes, don't even say that you're my father. He goes, from here on out, I don't want to be your son anymore. So don't ever, ever call me your son and don't ever say that I'm your father. Dude, when my dad heard that come from my brother's mouth, this fool just laid on the couch and started bawling. And I just saw my dad's heart break and I looked at my brother. My brother's crying too. And as I looked at that, the first thing that popped in my head was, I said that two years ago and you kicked me out and you didn't cry. Oh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you you, you stupid old man. I, the, 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 I just sat there. I was like, I said the same thing and you wasn't phased. What the fuck? Yo, this dude dissed my ass. I was like, hold on a second. I, I legit, yo, let me tell you about this, right? This is a true fucking story. My dad, like a couple years before that, we got into a huge fucking argument, right? I was like, fuck that shit. I'm moving out then. I'm leaving, right? And I was calling this motherfucker's bluff, son. I was like, I'm fucking out. My dad's like, all right, fucking leave then. And I was like, I will leave. Fuck this shit. And I was like, this one ain't gonna let me leave. It's winters. It's cold outside. It's winters. It's, it's the winter is coming, all right? I know. You know what I'm saying? So I, I went outside and I remember this moment too. And I was like, this motherfucker, he's gonna know he's made a mistake because I'm a G. And I'm going to walk outside. And he's going to wish he didn't send me outside. Okay. I remember I walked outside. I closed the door. I heard. <laughs> I heard a slam. <laughs> I was like, when did we get that lock? Why that lock so big? I was like, what? What's going on? Yo, I sat out there just in my, in my fucking shorts and my t-shirt. I said, Shut I says, up. I says, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just remember just a couple minutes. I knocked on the door. He goes, I thought you were leaving, big oh! guy. So that's how he treats me. And then when my brother, he does his shit, he goes, oh, my oldest son. I was going to ask. Are, it, He's the firstborn. 
Same thing with me, me and my sister. Yeah, he's the firstborn, so he was he's the golden child. Yeah, my mom loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk about her. I talk about this all the time. My mom loves like my he, sister he, so much more. Like my brother can do absolutely no anything wrong. and everything. I, I didn't really realize that shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? This motherfucker sent me out in the cold to die. I moved out when I was 18. Oh shit! I made my own money. I moved out. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the household was kind of crazy for you to want to stay in. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I was just about to. I was gonna ask. That was my question. Are you the younger one? Because I, I just feel one, like yeah. that's the what youngers, young, the youngest one have to has to go. I through. mean, I was like hyper rebellious too. Um, well, yeah. Just because I, I hated somebody telling me how I should be. And I've yeah. always hated that. Even till this day, that's still how I am. It, it wasn't a phase. And my parents, I think they always thought it was going to be a phase that I was going to grow out of. And for them, understandably so, I wasn't an easy kid, but it was never a phase for me. I've always just been that kid that was like, you tell me to go left, I'm going to go right. Just because you said that left was okay. Let me figure it out for myself first. Isn't that usually a, a lot of people? Uh, maybe. Me. You would think so, but it's not the case. A lot of people, you know, that's a phase for some people. For me, it's never a face. Like, never, that was just who I am. <laughs> I think it is. I think. I think maybe it's just. I don't know. Maybe it's like that artistic side of our brain. Like we maybe. just. We don't want to take. We don't want one plus one to always equal two. Two. Also, leadership. Right. Maybe. I like. I like leading. I don't yeah. like following. I like a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I like waking up and not having to think about shit. Well, yeah, but. I, I'm talking. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's days that. Yeah, I'm talking about like life yeah, generally in general. In your life. Yeah, I don't like. I I always end up being the person walking ahead of everyone, even though I don't know where the destination is. That's stupid, though. No, I'm, I'm kidding. An, I'm kidding. No shit. Because I, I don't know where I'm going, but it's I'm like, like, all right, guys, let's go to this restaurant. You know where you're going? Absolutely nope, not. Bitch, and, and I'm I smell still food going. Somewhere. Yep. But y'all still go. follow me. <laughs> that's fucking crazy, though, that you actually told your dad I love you, and because in my mind, I'm thinking about yo. I guess as a young person or as as a kid, I would think, you know, because you weren't around and you chose to leave, like you left me with two men that beat me, you know, and that was something that I wish that you were there for. And at the same time, I wouldn't think that you would, I, I guess for me from the outside looking in, I was like, you don't deserve to hear to say, I love you because you weren't around. And if you were, maybe things could have been different. Um, and that's the hard part, right? Because I mean, for you, I think you're religious as well. So you have to find this this other reason behind it. And you have to really kind of step purpose. out of yourself. You have to see a different perspective. So this is what I say to people about when, you know, God gets in the picture. Uh, I don't think I was a shit person before. I do always think I had a kind heart or I have a <laughs> kind heart. But I can definitely say before Kea, I was on a career path. And I was on a path that I really, I knew I was going to be good. Right? Yeah. And I think if I kept going there, I wouldn't have met God, you know? And I don't know if I would sit here with you. Yeah. And be your friend. I don't know if you would want to be my friend. Wow, I, what are you doing? Just sucking dick all the time? What's no, going on with you? No, I'm talking about, no. Like, what the fuck? Why does Ellen's breath always smell like dick? Fuck, no. I, no, no, not at all. I was yeah, very yeah, career yeah. driven, right? Yeah, yeah. But I was very career driven. Like nothing really phased me. It was just about huh. me. It's about me. I, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to not be so hard on myself because I don't think I'm a mean person. I love people, but yeah. but I was a people pleaser, and um, that's because of my insecurities, right? But honestly, why I go to God is because 
I can't fucking handle my damn self. You know, I got shit that I can't stand. You know, and the only, and no one, I don't listen to people. That's my stubbornness. Mm. So the only one I can listen to because he runs my life, like I can die tomorrow if I wanted to, right? Mm. Is I'm telling you, while I was going through my divorce and I moved out that house and I was learning how to be a single mom, you know, I don't get financial help. You know, like I've been doing this on my own since 18, you know, so- I, all I could do was fucking fall to my knees and just start crying because I had no idea what to do. Yeah. And no one can help me. No one. You know, so that is why I, you know, I always talk about, I always kind of bring up God because without him, honestly, I, I just wouldn't be here as a mother, as that's just me. But it's such a weird thing. Like I think, like especially on this podcast, people know who I am. Like religion is such a uh, uh, a touchy subject for a it lot is. of people. You know, um, I think. Um, I mean, how I always explain religion to people, my shit is, man. It's like what I eat don't make you shit. So you know, if if my path leads me this way and it makes me happy, so like, so because I had I had a conversation with a friend and he goes, well, you know. I wouldn't picture you as a typical Christian, right? I was like, well, yeah, very true. Like, you're not wrong with that, you know? And he asked me, you know, with all the knowledge out there and you've seen, like, logically a lot of things don't make sense. I was like, you know, you're 100% right. Um, and my, I, he goes, well, well, don't you feel like you're wasting your life? You know, kind of pinpointing a lot of you, a lot of the things that you do based on this deity that's not around. I was like, that is a great perspective, you know? And I okay. completely understand. And I, was, and I said, but... And I was like, maybe this is the wrong approach and maybe this is not very Christ-like for me to say, but I'm like, well, what's that take away from you? You know, why does yeah. it why does it bother you that I'm doing something that doesn't take away from you or for somebody else? You know, aside from like you see a lot of extremely religious people who do a lot of hateful things, well, I'm not one of those dudes. So what I mean by that is if I said, if I took this gamble and I said, whatever, you know, God, Jesus exists, right? And well, to me, he does, right? Mm-hmm. And I go out and I live my life and this having this purpose in my life makes me happy. Um, but in your mind, you're like, well, you live for this person that doesn't exist. But at the end of the day, I died happy. So who's, what am I missing out on? Yeah. You know, so what am I missing out on? Like if I said like, if I came up to you, I was like, oh, you, you want to try this God, Jesus thing? You're like, no, that's fucking stupid. Well, I can't change your mind. Okay, so peace out. Yeah, it's what it is. We'll still be friends. (laughs) Here's the thing. Like, I realize when people talk to because you know, when people talk to me, they I when I bring up God, they're like, Oh, you're what are you? And I'm like, I love God. That's what I I I don't know. That's what that's that's it. So and they start talking to me and they start talking to me about all this judgmental shit. I'm sorry, I need to stop cussing, but nah, God loves that. me. No, but, nah. you know, honestly, they're just like, you know, God is so judgmental. The Bible's judgmental. And I was like, here's the thing, though. When I, I started reading the Bible and I started reading from the beginning, from the jump. and Oh, that should put me to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it used to do. But now I see uh, so much of myself and what I do mm. in it. So I'm just like... How be in the BC days was I thinking the same shit mm. when when this shit was happening? Because patterns exist, 
This is why human nature shit keeps happening the same way. It's just what's happening right now is in the Bible. So I I just it was crazy to me. And when I usually talk to people that say that it sh- uh, you know this is very judgmental, I ask them I was like, "Do you have you read the whole Bible? Have you read the Bible?" They're, they're like, "No." And I was like, "Okay, well, here's the thing. I can't really it's hard to conversate with people now that don't really have the knowledge but have judgment. Like you were talking about that girl earlier, yeah. right? Because you know, I, I I like to try things out. I've tried Buddhism. I was seeking, you know, and I yeah. I do think it's beautiful, but it wasn't it, it wasn't for me. I, I tried it. I tried it and that's me. I tried a lot of things in my life and I know what I like and what I don't like and what works for me and what doesn't. Um and I, I, I try to know about every religion. So but here's the thing. Here's one thing I did realize. I did meet someone that told me that they believe in reincarnation, right? Man, if that shit was real, man, I'll tell you that should be tight though. I want it, it would be I wanna be reborn as a dragon's as a dragon. I wanna be reborn as a dragon's immediately. Okay, here's the thing. Um this was just interesting. It made me it made it made a really silly click for me that you know, this person saw their own deaths and their own reincarnate like them being born again were they gonna be reinborn were you ever a frog you know like i was really i was really interested but they're like no like i got to relive as a human and i get to just change what i didn't change back then from my past life so who was this person before because that's what i want to know that's what that's what they didn't i want to know that who that person was before i want to know the social security number of that person (laughs) before i want to know the families i want to see everything right because that'd be fucking dope that's crazy if somebody comes back to life right now and they go yo re yo reincarnation is real i was like all right for real who were you before well i was john wickerwitz out in out in london in 1952 that's tight right i got struck by lightning seven times right in the penis Boom, I'm here right in the penis seven times and my penis exploded and i died i was like yeah whatever i googled that shit right john wickerwick's dick explosion seven times electricity i'd be like yo that's fucking uh, th- wild i'm like i thought i'm really listening to truth no i was, no. <laughs> I was like oh shit. Yo, that shit no but have you seen some of this crazy like uh shit where there are documented stories or i want to say stories per se but there were kids who were documented um like for example um, there was a kid that was speaking German looking at um, this documentary of Hitler, right? And he goes – this little kid goes, oh, I was there. And he goes – and Prince like, what are you talking about? He goes, I was there. And he goes, he was saying this, this and that. My name is blah, 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 blah. And they're like, yo, what the fuck? And they looked it up and it was like real. It was true. And he was literally saying everything that – he's never seen this doc before. And this is a really young kid. And the kid's saying that he knows – um, what Hitler was saying, he knows that because he was there watching him give that speech. But as he got older, all these memories started disappearing, and he doesn't remember him saying that. Is that how Benjamin Button came out? No, Benjamin Button's different. You know, <laughs> Benjamin Button's like it's like you come out as a fucking wrinkly ball sack, and then you get you know or some shit like that. Okay, well, okay, here, okay, really quick, going back to what I was, I'm gonna finish it real quick, okay? Yeah. So I was looking at him, and I was like, man, you know what's crazy? I think you're crazy for thinking, like, going through that experience. But you're thinking that I'm crazy because I hear from God. And that's when, I'm, that's when I realized, man, people just got to be kind of crazy to believe in anything. And I think it's an actual beautiful thing. 
Like you got to step in faith in anything you believe in, right? You mad deep. I don't even think that deep. I'm just like, I'm just doing me, man. You do you. You No, because I was just like, whoa, whoa, I get it now. I get why, you know, people have beliefs because, you know, you need to have faith in something. And I I don't know. That clicked for me. I was just like, oh, that's kind of tight. If reincarnation is like legit, what you trying to come back as? Fuck. What you trying to come back as, dude? Um... Uh, mad rich. <laughs> okay, yeah. Everybody would like to come back, mad rich. I'm talking about creature, person, something. Person. I don't know. I don't want to be a creature. I want to come back. There's two things I want to come back as. I want to come back as a corgi because a lot of pretty girls love corgis, and I'd be nestled in some nice ass titties for the rest of my life. You number can't two, do anything about it, and they're gonna two, cut your balls off. That's cool. I'm in some titties. And then number two, I would like to come back as a very, very sturdy black man just because I want to profusely use the N-word without getting looked at weird. Are you serious? I hate you. I fucking... I hate you. I'd be dr- like, you know like, man, you say that word a lot, bro. It's like, dude, I've been waiting for this moment. I was, <laughs> I was a fat Korean dude before, and people give me the eye when I was saying it. Do you now, say it? Uh, not as much anymore. It slips out every now and then. Yeah, like it's it's definitely built in me. Like we had a podcast about this with a, with a couple of friends of mine, where you know it just is something that I try not to say, but it slips out just because a lot of my my friends say it a lot, specifically in Sacramento. So when uh, they're saying it, like I'm saying it, and I don't even know that I'm saying it, and then uh, I have to catch myself. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. This is this is, you know, it's just, just trying not to say it, man. Like there's, there's no point. There's no need for you to say it. You yeah. know, there's definitely no need. But I grew up saying since I was a little little kid. Like I'm talking about little little kid, so yeah, you know I'm trying not to do it as much anymore. Okay, it's just sometimes in in these Hollywood streets, I'd be hearing some people saying it. I'm just like, it's it's a it's a popular thing, man. Like I don't want to be too redundant on this podcast, but it's just people have this this necessity to say it. They feel like they need to say it. It's like I want to, but it's like why do you need to? And that's that's what we always that's what it boils down to is something as simple as that. But okay, anyways, yeah. But. That's crazy though. I mean, you let's see. You, I mean, you went from the whole situation with you know growing up with like two abusive uh, stepfathers, and then somehow wrapping that around into meeting your father as an adult later on with your own kid and being able to say I love you to him. And then you also mentioned, I mean, because I know about this because you were going through it at the time, but you were you were married obviously when you had mm. when you had Kaya, and so I mean, do you see? I mean, this is kind of straightforward, but do you see um, a lot of the, I guess, like how you develop a lot of relationships with males in your life tend to be sometimes a little bit askew because of the relationships that you had when you were younger with men, especially with these abusive fathers? Yes. Okay. So one thing, though, um, my mom did remarry to a Jewish man. So I'm part Jewish. I'm playing. Okay. But he's an amazing, amazing, amazing father. I don't even call him. You know, Steph, he's I, the first day I met him, I was like, one, can I get your credit card? Two, <laughs> hi, father. You know, so it ends up g- good. OK, yeah. but um, I do have to say that that's a lot of where my self-reflections have been coming from, you know, self-awareness, because I do have yeah. a daughter and I, I really I, I, I don't know how to do this. You guys, I, it's, it's p- being a parent. There's no guide lines and there's no guide if there is it doesn't fucking matter is what everybody tells me yeah because it's every kid is different so um i just want to make sure i i i really just want to make sure she doesn't grow up with my issues right and i don't want to have any hatred spewing out for any men like i don't want her to grow that way i want her to grow up having her mind of her own but setting like a good foundation right um like 
loving emotion, like great foundation. So I did realize before I did realize that uh, the things that I've experienced has definitely uh, uh, has definitely skewed with my emotions and my mind and what I thought love was. So I've had a lot of uh, abusive boyfriends, like being tossed across the room. like Somebody someone... threw your ass? Yeah, threw my but ass. But you a dancer. You let on your feet, though? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, like, you know? like, Nice try. I'm a dancer, bitch. No, you said plie. And you no, got this up. motherfucker tossed me and I was like, Like, w- like WWE yes. stuff? Wait, what? what? Yes. Explain how, wait, how did he do this? Um, I, like my bed was like right here and he was like here and he like put, well, he did like karate forever. So I, I don't remember, he didn't kick me, but he pushed me and all I remember, I had a CD case right here and I flew and I hit that against What, what the wall. led to that? What was the argument about? Um, well. You said his karate sucked? <laughs> he was like, you know what? You're not even good karate at karate. sucks, bitch. And he was like, ah, okay. Taekwondo's but, better, bitch. I know, but it is. I'm playing. Um. <laughs> I think we're just we're it was just a bad relationship. It was a lot of drugs involved, like you know. Um, I was really young, and he he I think he was on something. But what was the reason? Or or what happened? Like you got you just came into the door. You go, hey, sweetie, fuck you, and he no, just threw you. No, it was you? just a really abusive relationship. But I like you know we would have. But what what was the catalyst in that situation? I don't even know. Honestly, damn, you just he just started throwing you. Well, that night, well, it was a blur. Some of the nights were blurs because we be, we'll be drinking, right? Oh. It's one of those nights. and But, you know, he would have, it, it was just a really bad relationship. And, but I, so the physical abuse part of relationship stopped at a certain age. Because I was yeah. like, okay, that has to go, right? Um, there's something wrong with me if I think that's love. But still, I didn't realize I was still surround like i was still accepting guys who didn't um respect me yeah. you know so they emotionally abused me and i i thought that was okay but how would they emotionally abuse you i mean doing dumb shit you know like turning off their phone and going out all night and saying that i'm a crazy bitch and a well, lot why of they, stuff why they turning off their phone you ask them you know, like things like that. Like there are major signs that a girl should, you know, really, really reevaluate themselves and their relationships and be like, okay, this is not good for me, so I need to go. But that wasn't my process. Mine was like, oh, I have hope because he must really love me if he keeps coming back to me. Oh, you got that savior pussy. Yes. Yeah. Captain Save a person. Yeah, Captain uh, Captain Save a bro. Yeah, Save a bro. There you go. Yeah. Ho ho ho. That's what that, <laughs> that's that's really what it is. You know, I, there's a lot of girls who do that too. And yeah. You know, you know, guys too, but there's a lot of girls More who do this. More girls, I think. Who do oh, this I whole thing? They're like, you haven't seen his good side. I see his real side. Yeah. See, that's that was me. Yeah. And that's what's fucking crazy. I'm sorry to call my friends out, but they already know. Like I say this to them. I hear that from a lot of people around me now and i'm just like i'm like girl let me tell you something my guy karate kicked me in my face (laughs) (laughs) i know what's up like i'm good i I don't i i would love to meet a great person that would be a great like a part of the family but yeah i am so good not being in these situations i hear yeah you know because a lot of it sounds sounds sad because it's like it's a circle 
that's so interesting, man. Like that's that's this is why I'm talking about. Like I, I definitely wanted to talk to you about this just because you know there's obviously there's like layers to this shit. Right? Ooh, a so, lot of layers. Like you grew up younger in a very just kind of shaky household, specifically with these terrible male figures, and it translates over as you get older in your own personal relationships. And I think sometimes it's kind of cool that you realize that because it's it's hard. Like me having this conversation sometimes with other people who haven't. I, I would say reach this level of realization or maturity because when you say to them, hey, your your expectations of what you think a, a man should be is wrong. It's it's not right because mm-hmm. of what you've experienced when you're younger. But what they hear that is like, oh, you think I'm dumb and you think I don't know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. But there's this other side to this coin where you have to think like, well, nobody's saying it's your fault. What they're saying is that you've experienced something very traumatic and it's fucking up with the way that you're viewing healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. There's it's 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 very evident. It's highly evident now as, as as an adult where I'm talking about I can name at least like eight or ten people in my life that I've met that grew up with very terrible situations growing up, whether it was physical abuse, sexual mm-hmm. abuse, father leaving them or all three, all three, yeah. they've all had had the most difficult time um, setting up healthy relationships with male figures in their life because they are trying to construct what a positive male figure is because they haven't experienced it yet. So it either happens as the the negative stuff that they're seeing in men are stuff that they're attracted to because it's what they're accustomed to. They're accustomed to. They're used to. Or two, they're having very a hard time having a successful relationship because in their mind, they're saying that men have to be like Prince Charming in Disney, in this Disney type of world. Right. Yes. Because that's the positive side that they saw growing up, but that's not real. It's, Emma, dude, that's fucking. That's what I'm saying. I think you'll you'll be a great father. You guys would be great parents, you know, because you you have a great foundation. And like, I know there's no guideline, but if you have a good foundation, that's where it starts. You know, mine. I didn't. I didn't have a good foundation, so I'm learning. I'm doing backwards shit, you yeah. know. And I have to do it quick, you know. Cause she's four, but that's absolutely right. I I grew up with the mentality of the world owed me something. Mm. Because I kept a lot of shit in, right? Yeah. And instead of letting that anger and that pain out, I was just like, well, you know, I had to deal with this when I was younger. So I deserve, like, I know I deserve something better. You know, like, I, you know, I, I thought the world owed me something. I thought God owed me something. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the shit I don't like. Um, that's why I don't like KO watching Disney movie, movies anymore. Mm. It's because. She's starting to say, Prince Charming is going to save me. And I was uh. like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And it's still, it, I do understand why parents don't allow their kids to watch certain shows, right? I don't think they should ban them from watching shows. VeggieTales is a good way to go. Or Yo, like, VeggieTales is still popping right now? Yeah. That cucumbers? The cucumbers and the tomatoes, you know? And But they're all about positivity. And like with Disney music, music uh, movies, they really embed in the, in the kid's brain. Because I have to watch like five. Th- I have to watch it like numerous times, right? Because of Kea. And now I'm an adult. So I'm really watching this as... That's why you got to show them Disney movies without real humans. Like Lion King. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it... it it really is about Prince Charming and mm. it's about false false hopes and false dreams and well, false fantasies. Well, that's what I think everybody liked about the 
Let It Go. What's that one called? Frozen. Because it was about two strong female characters, right? And there wasn't a Prince Charming there to save everybody. There was a male figure there trying to save somebody, but he wasn't one that saved the day. It was the sister, you know? So, um, I don't, I don't know. Like for me, I, I wouldn't mind them watching Disney, but I do understand it's hard to get a kid to understand that there isn't this this magical world. Like there's a lot of positivity and love in this world, but you can't expect this this male figure to come and save you every time. But that's all movies, dude. It's maybe except for Frozen, but you but know they ain't gonna know that great music though. Yo, I'm gonna be honest right now. Red when you start watching Street Red, I don't. By that. Damn, you have a good voice. If only they'd look closer, would they see a poor boy? No, Serene. Are these the real lyrics? Yeah. Oh, shit. If they find out there's so much more. Is that Aladdin? To me. Yeah. Fuck that movie. You know why? No, no, no. I love Aladdin. You know, I love Aladdin. You're talking but, about the no, no, no. Robin Williams? I, I you're heard... talking about Robin Williams right no, now. I love Robin Williams. But this is what I heard, okay? And I was like, whoa. Psh. Like You don't like brown people. Go ahead. No. Whoa. Okay, yes, I have, you know. But no, no, no. Someone made a point where this goes with the Prince Charming. Jasmine falls in love with the fucking crook. He's a fucking crook. He's, he's not a crook. He's a riffraff street rat. I don't buy that. If only they'd look closer. He's talking about you right now. He's talking about you. If only still... she'd look closer. No, no. It, would it... they see a poor boy? No, she won't. There's no, there's nothing. Cause I I'm found not saying out that. But he was. She's just a big old bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but this person made a lot of sense saying, you know, like. It's showing kids like that you can steal and you still can be the no, Prince Charming. No, they're not. They're not showing you that you could steal and be Prince Charming. No, no, no. Okay. You have to look at the whole situation, no, 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 right? No. But he you got to think of it as a, as a child. It's like what you're. What you're, I don't think that's what kids are thinking, though. I don't think it, when it, I was a kid, I look. Aladdin came out when we were kids. I never thought for once watching that film that stealing was okay. But I thought bad boys were pretty hot. Well, that's cool. You're all fucked up. You got daddy issues. <laughs> well, like, that's you, but yeah, no. Ask a lot of girls. Uh, girls love bad boys, right? Yeah, but you. I don't. I don't think. I think you're you're t- looking too into it. No, because, because you're no. saying because you're saying because because you're actually doing the exact opposite of what you're saying. You're saying right now that kids don't know any better, and that's what they're gonna take away from it. And I'm telling you, me as a kid, right? Yeah. Okay. No. I, I all I thought was cool magic carpet, a lot of great magic. Something happens in the end that makes me happy. There's no way that a young child is thinking, oh, stealing is really cool. And if I steal, this is that's because, I don't know. because that's not even anywhere near the notes that are expressed in that film. That's such a small part of the film that just gl- gets glazed over. OK, here's the thing. As a parent, as a mother who has a child, I know you're coming through experience, right? Yeah. But I'm watching these movies with her. Right. And I'm really seeing that. I don't like these movies. They they actually say bad words. Like, I don't want my child to hear the word stupid cut repeatedly, right? Because she wants to watch these movies. They actually, the if you start watching this stuff with your kids, you start noticing the stories, the actual characters, mm-hmm. the, the actual intentions. Some of the... I don't know. If, can, I, I, can I give you a, another perspective, though? You Yes, you may. So you are also looking this... As the the eyes of somebody as an adult who has been through a lot of things, right? So your your perspective, in my personal opinion, you're reading into things that I don't think kids will pick up at all. And uh, also, uh-uh. and also too, this is what I believe too. Because mind you too, like I'm talking about, like we grew up in a generation where Disney was huge, 
you know? And I've never really seen that effect of like, I understand the whole Prince Charming effect. Do you understand what I'm saying? But for me right now, you're also trying to do this thing where I see it as you're also trying to shield your kid from stuff that they're going to see with or without you. She watches Disney. I take her to watch Disney. For sure. But I'm not, that's what, I can't stop. No, yeah. I'm not going to stop her, but I will limit her. You know, I will yeah. limit the amount of sh- what she watches and what she, you know, like I, there's no way she's going to grow up and not being able to watch this. She'll do it behind my back. I get that. But what, what I'm telling you is when you have a child and you see what they're, you're listening to what they're saying, you start understanding what these shows and these movies actually fucking, what, what is embedded in their brain. My daughter only thinks princes are blonde haired girls. I'm being honest. And you know, I don't want, think, she thinks princes are blonde haired girls. They're only blonde haired. Oh, princesses. Princesses are okay. only blonde haired girls. No shade in that. There's no shade. But the fact that, you know, it, this is like, I bought this, um, I bought this thing where it's a bunch of stickers of just a bunch of girls and you could dress them however you want. And this is where I really noticed it, where she picked all the blonde girls and made them very pretty and put crowns on them. And and she'd be like, this is a princess. She's so beautiful. And she'll pick out any other race. And I'll be like, is she a princess too? She's like, no, she's ugly. Mm. Because... Even as an Asian, you know, like her as an Asian, it's like she doesn't think she's a princess. She's like, I'm not a princess. And so I was like, whoa, shit. This is why I, I think it is deeper. And when you have a child, you you will start seeing things. Oh, I'm just talking about the magic carpet and that and that thieving scene. Oh, so, no, that I get I, I, I get that. Because I agree that part. Yeah, I mean, like I'm saying, like those imagery, the, the imagery of the whole princess thing and the Prince Charming thing, because it's a theme that happens so often in these older Disney films. Like, I, I completely get that. I was just talking about that oh, riff Aladdin, shit. The riff, I get it. That could take it yeah. on to another level. That's only Now because, we're talking about two separate things. Yeah. No, you that know? was because I was on a roll with all this. Yeah. Like, I was realizing oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you'll, what you'll media de- does. You'll, you'll definitely see that, too, because, like, you know, in these toys that kids see, they, they'll pick out the ones that they'll see in these films a lot because that's yes. the people that they'll want to, like, emulate a lot, right? So that's why in, in media now, a lot of people are fighting for these diverse characters to have these type of roles because they're want, they want their kids to understand that, yo, you could be a princess. You yes, could be exactly. a hero in your own story and you could do it by looking the way that you do now. Exactly. And I think that, you know, things are changing, but I do have to be honest with you. That's what my daughter, that's what my daughter says. So, you know, I'm just trying to now. <laughs> yo, what if you ask Kay? It's like, is mommy a princess? She goes, ew, no. <laughs> I mean, no, she's, I'm not a princess. I'm like, you in her get eyes. your ass to your room. Mommy is a princess, all right? You see, I'm a queen, not a princess. Shit? No, I'm playing. Eh, no. You ain't married, girl. You a princess. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm good with that. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. But what was I going to say? But no, no, I grew up with the whole Prince Charming, like, saving me. Because I remember watching Little Mermaid. And I do, I, it came to a point in my life where I was like, whoa, why do I think like this? Whoa, why? Whoa, why? Whoa. Oh. Yeah. You know, because I was constantly watching Little Mermaid, mm. you know, so I, as a child, it's, re- you don't know anything. So they are very smart because they're sponges, but it's, it's really, 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 really important what, what is feeding their brains. Oh, for sure. Like, there's no argument in that. Um, like, for me, too, like, I'm, I'm going to. You know, when I have a kid, hopefully I'll try and do my best. It's just I think sometimes like I think as parents, when there's when there's so much knowledge out there, a lot of parents get tend to get paranoid. 
So well, fuck yeah. Yeah, but you know, you have to look at it like this too. You know, I grew up fine. A lot of my other friends grew up fine too. Like I, I, I say, a fat chunk of it. So for example, like I like I'll use this as an example, right? Like people have kids now and they go, oh, they need this, 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 and this. They need to have the high-tech stroller, everything else. And then if not, then they're not going to grow up as good kids. It's like, no. well, no, well, you know, first, first of all, it's a lot of kids home. didn't have it's that shit. Home. We're fucking animals. We'll survive. Yeah. All right? Like we will fucking survive. Nothing's going to happen to your fucking kid unless you're out here just having your kid on a fucking link chain around the throat and swinging them around. You know? Yeah. Like they'll, they'll be completely okay. Like I just don't want to be in a position – where sometimes I see a lot of people trying to shield their kid from the world. I don't and, think and that's that, smart either. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm just saying that it, it just tends to be something that I get worried about that, that I, I might do. Because my dad tried to do that for me. You know, my dad always had an issue with – he wanted me to be a very strong and independent person. But when I would try to do things for myself, he would take it away from me and say, you know what? I'll do it because you can't do it right. But what he was doing, he just didn't want to see me fail at things and he wanted to do things for me because he wanted to protect me. But the problem with that was that he was making me into an inept human being. I couldn't do things for my own. And I just had the balls enough to say one day, I was like, stop doing shit for me. I want to do it myself. Let me make my own mistakes. Well, she does it all the time, yeah. You know, so for my dad, like he goes, well, why don't you want your dad to help you? It's like, it's not that I don't want you to help me. You have to allow me to learn. Yeah. Let me do my shit. And in his mind, he goes, well, I was the one that put you in those situations that taught you how to learn. Like I took you, I took you to the business. You did this, this, and that. Great. You did do that. I do appreciate it. But there was this other half that I wanted to try out, but you just would never let me do it. It was just – he would take it away from me. He goes, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. You know, And it was because I feel like at that time, my dad wanted me to be a strong person, but because I was – but at the same time, he wanted to protect me a little too much. And so there's like some certain kids too. Dude, I had a cousin who didn't know how to use – who didn't know how to go to a bank account or open up a bank account at a bank at like the age of like 21. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Like no, shit like I get that. It. Like he called me up. I'm younger than him, and he goes, "Hey, how do I open up a bank account?" I said, like, "Did you walk into the bank?" He goes, "No." <laughs> then why don't you just go and ask questions? Because everything was done for him. Yeah, no, I get that. You know? trust me. But I, I also like you said. I think everything is in layers, right? It's like your the way your father's upbringing and how he had to, you know, be to where he was at with you raising you. I think. Everything stems from somewhere. And yeah. that's when now I, like I said, I only, I had a lot of anger towards my mom. A lot. You know, because I told you I bottled a lot of things in. She didn't know about a lot of the stuff that was happening in that house till mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. But that was my problem because I didn't talk about it. So in the past year, I've started to ask my mom a lot of questions about her childhood. And I... This is the number one thing I've learned was to shut the fuck up. I told Lydia, I love Lydia, she's my sister. Last year in December, I was I I would just be talking to her and all of a sudden I'll be like like I don't feel good right now. I don't I'm telling you, I'm being serious, David, where I was like, I, I don't I don't feel good. Like I don't want to talk anymore. I, I just feel like I don't want to talk. I I feel like I'm I'm just talking a lot of bullshit. And I wasn't, you know? And then I just Kept on trying to have conversations, even just with her. And I, there's just something in my head was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm being honest. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to listen to this thing, this voice in my head. And I'm going to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And I just started listening. And then that made me realize, yeah, I listen to people. But maybe I should do this with people who are closest to me. You know? Like, I, if I could hear the stranger out. Let me hear 
some of these things that I'm holding in, like I have issues with. So I started asking my mom about her past and her childhood and literally listening to her for hours. And gosh, damn, David, like, like there were funny ass fucking stories. I was like, damn, mom, you're a fucking G. And I didn't even know that shit. You're more of a G than me. You know, like I thought, you know, and I thought I was already tight, but she had amazing stories. She had very funny stories and she had such crazy, sad stories of, you know, her childhood. And I, I cannot, even though I went through what I went through, David, there's, my mother went through some shit. And our culture, the Korean culture, is to shut the fuck up. Yeah. She grew up being like, no one told her they loved her. She didn't even know who her parents were. or and you, She didn't know because that's just the culture. So that's why she raised me without saying I love you, without thinking, without having any, like, I don't, like my sister. Well, there, I mean, there, there is the culture aspect too. Um, but I, I guess what I'm saying really yeah. quick is just that I... I just start listening. Yeah. Because we only got one life to live, you know, and um I I I really don't want to live it continuously with with questions and my own my own idea of what I think happened. And that it also goes back to like I was mentioning before even in your life, like your mom did the best that she could yeah. with what she had. Yeah. And then, you know, you're just a better iteration of what she had because even you said yourself, so. it's like what I went through was nothing compared to what she went through. So even for her as a parent, her giving you the life that you had, she was just doing her best from the, from fuck, what she from knew. the fucked up situation that she yes. had, which is a very enlightening moment, you know. And and then now you're going to have to take your experiences and try to make sure Kaya has a better experience with that as well, you know. But you but you never you're never going to know. And I think no. the hard part too that with uh, some of my friends who have other who have older kids, they're like, oh shit, I tried my best, and they're they're, they're kind of fucking up the same way I did. And it's like, well, you just never know. People are individuals too. There's a gamble with it. Yes, you know, you never know. So that's where I'm at. Like like you know, I let Kaya figure things out on her own. When we do homework, we obviously I help her, but. I can't but, help my kid at all. I'm dumb as fuck. Shut up. You, my kids are gonna ask me some shit. They're like, Dad, what's algebra? I was like, you go to your fucking room. That's I, I'm done. Is. Yeah, geometry, I'm good. I'm like, I need to get you a tutor. But yeah. um I, I could only understand your dad on a certain on a one sense of like trying to protect your child. So a quick story is that you know, Kaya um had to she got her first stitches, right? And Tight. yeah, she took it like a G, but uh I got a call that she fell. She didn't cry at all, but she, you know, when I went to her, she fell and um, bashed her head against this, uh-huh. what, you know, so, something sharp. And her meat was just fucking hanging out, dude. Yeah. But she was like chilling, right? Kids, baby. Yeah. And, and she, and, you know, she's tough. She's a tough girl. I let yeah. her fucking do what she, you know, but take, like watching her. Um, so we took her to the emergency, right? Mm-hmm. So first of all, we're waiting there the whole time. She's chilling. She's chilling. The fucking doctors, they tried gluing her stitches together. And I think this is the first time the nurse did it. So his gloves got stuck in her fucking meat that was coming out and on, on her hair. So when he tried to pull out, uh, pull his hand, uh, fingers out, he ripped her hair out and like, it was a mess. And so, what the fuck? so they took 30 minutes to put pressure against her uh, meat. To continuously try to take the glue out. Girl wasn't even crying just yet. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck she's holding this together. Because it was like 1 a.m. We were already waiting for five hours. Okay. 
So finally, she has to come. The doctor comes in saying she has to get stitches. The girl is so tired. She doesn't even know what's going on. The other patient is wailing. Like, it's scary in there. And they have to take this blanket and wrap her around it so she can't move. And one nurse is holding her here. Doctor's over there. Her dad's over here. And I, my job was to hold her legs down. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know stitches. Like, I have stitches, but I never saw it, you know, being done to me. But it's this fucking hook. Like, yeah, you, would, they... you would think they would have a better solution by now. But they do it's staples. This... Okay, so this thick-ass hook is piercing her skin. And I just see blood coming down. And she's like, that's when she's like, Ugh! like, I've never seen my kid do this. But she, her neck was like this. And she turned bright red and she was kicking, screaming. They, didn't, like, they didn't numb the area or anything? No. Yo, where, did you go to a fucking emergency in Compton? Where no, the fuck in did Burbank. You go? In Burbank. And she was like, Ugh! Ugh! No, they numbed a little bit. But I think, you know, she still can feel it. But she, I've never seen my daughter like that. And I just remember in that moment, I was just like, I don't know what to do because she's staring at me, screaming and screaming. And I can't do anything to take that pain from her. And these are just stitches, dude. And I'm like, I, 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 I couldn't handle it. And then when she started reaching up for me when it was done, I just remember I was like, I, I can't, uh, I can't. I can't breathe. And I tried to grab water and I woke up on the floor. And then I fucking got admitted to the hospital because I fainted. You fainted? Because that day was really emotional for me. Yeah. I was going through other shit and I didn't eat the whole night and I was there trying to take care of her. And <laughs> I like how your your daughter is reaching out for your help and then you faint. I, I, <laughs> and she's but, like, what the fuck? I'm the one getting stitches. Yeah, exactly. But then she, now she always goes, mommy, do you remember when... When you fell and hit the trash can, I fucking... That's fucking funny. My head banged the trash can as I fainted. But her memory is that her, she's trying to grab me and I faint. And I fucking ba- bang my head on the trash can. But she was like, I won't... And then this is what she said. I won't... I won't... I, I won't make a boo-boo again. You know, because she doesn't want me to, you know, faint. But like, those are the moments <laughs> where I'm like, I understand parents now. Because... Because she's she's my blood, right? She's come out of my fucking vagina and I held her. The love that you have for your child and the fact that you can't take their pain away from something that they need to learn is the most like devastating thing as a parent you can go through. That's so interesting because like like I hear these stories, you know, because like I said, I don't have a kid. But there's a, there's like your thing and then there's like the other thing where I know parents who don't feel that way. You know what I mean? Like they see their kid go through this stuff and then how they process it is like they're almost like proud of their kid. It's like, oh, they're handling this pretty well. Yes, you which know? is her father. But they don't feel the the that emotional pain of like my kid's going through pain. They're just more like, oh, that sucks. But you know what? They're going to get through it. You know, I wonder if that's more of like, um, well, you know, I heard that from guys. So maybe it's like the, that's mo- what I was about like, to the say. guy and a girl thing. You know what I mean? I, I think it's because... Honestly, it's because I carried her, right? You feel everything. You feel every kick. You feel you, you feel you feel your baby in your body, which is a trip, you know what I'm mm. saying? And when you it that's a whole nother experience that I don't expect guys to understand. That's why women are just geared to be more like, you know, empathetic, I think. Yo, my mom and nurturing. My mom has some of that, but the other side she really doesn't because I remember this one time. Yo, let me tell you this story. When I was a kid, 
and well, I might have told this shit too, but it was, I'm talking about, <laughs> I was madly in love with this girl when I was 18 years old. Uh-huh. Um, she and I broke up when I was 19. And I remember this because I came back home from college and I had just gone through this heartbreak and I was sulking in my room. My mom knows something is wrong. And then she looks at me and she goes, well, you know, she's talking, this is before, I, actually, I'm fucking things up. This is before I went in to go sulk in my room. And she goes, oh, what happened? I was like, well, I just got dumped and I'm crying. And I looked at my mom and I was like, don't tell dad about anything. I, I go into the room and then my, I remember my mom opens the door and then she comes up to me. And she puts her hand on my shoulder as I'm crying. And she goes, only little bitches cry. Ah! And then she just gets up and walks out and closes the door. And I just start crying more. I'm like, my mom called me a bitch. Ah! But I think that's funny as shit. I'm like, yeah, of course, for you. I, you were the one going through it. No, if Lydia, if my, if Kaya went through it, I'd be like, aw. But I would probably say the same thing because it's funny. You wouldn't say that shit to your kid at all. You don't, when it comes you don't, to a breakup, you don't even. You barely. You when you first had kid when she was serving, you barely could discipline her, dude. You would never. You would not say that to your kid. You don't have that in your. But mom's we like, have jokes though. Me and Kia got jokes, but we, me and Kia have jokes. Like that's. If your if your daughter was crying in a room, you would not come up to her and be like, "Stop being a bitch. Get up and walk out." I don't know. I think that's very funny. I think that. Like, yeah, it's funny to you. Like I said, it's funny I, now. But I think that's like a level of closeness. closeness no, though. we weren't that close back then. She just no roasted. She just roasted my ass and left. That's a tight ass mom. Yeah. I'm a. I'm a you wouldn't even do it. You'd be like, Kaya, I can't see you cry because it makes me cry. That you cried more than her. And the kid's like, yo, fucking chill out. No, I don't know about a breakup though. When it's phys- oh yes, you. No, would. when it's physical pain, I can't stand that shit because I can't see when, blood either. If you see your daughter cry from getting, having her heart broken, you're gonna feel terrible. The first one. Because you'd be like, fucking Fuck men. that motherfucker. Men and their stupid dicks just swinging that right. thing about. Just fucking little one-eyed monster just spinning around in a circle. Disgusting. <laughs> no. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, my mom. I mean, that's, I mean, it's so full circle with you. I mean, I guess like, I mean, it's, it's, you, you've, I think you've done pretty well for yourself. You know, aside. Well, thank you. You know, all these obstacles. I mean, you know, dude, we didn't even get to talk about any of your dance stuff. <laughs> but this is, but I'd rather talk about this. Oh, yeah, for know? sure. You know, um, it's it's kind of crazy, though. Like I said, like all this stuff that you've gone through, like I've I've talked about this with a lot of like girlfriends who go through these type of similar situations. And there's a lot of like self-healing, yeah. self-thought, self-reflecting that that has to go on and it has to take place and there is this moment where i feel like maybe even for you and even for a few of my other friends where they just have to say like oh shit my perspective is skewed yep not to my fault you know but it's because of things that happened and once you have that moment of realization where you realize like okay maybe i am in the shambles right now and we all are we're all broken Mm -hmm. you know but oh. the moment you're allowed to say that out loud and you truly accept that, yep. then you can start picking up those pieces and start putting it together. Yeah. You know, but if you're if you're that type of human being who goes through these type of traumatic experiences and you still look at the world and you say it's the rest of the world's fault, you're never going to get that. Never. That's dude, that's exactly what I was about to say is the number I think the number one thing that helped me it, I'm, I'm so hard was holding myself accountable. Oh, that's hard, dude. But I hate doing that shit, one. man. I hate I hate looking in the mirror and saying like, dude, this is actually a lot you, of it's because yeah. of you. Yeah, and you don't want to accept that. Yep. Like even when I fuck up with Mariel, dude, I do this thing now. Like when when I when I 
say something. I know I fucked up. Mira's like, well, you know you did wrong, right? And I'm like, guilty dog. I can't even look in her eyes. I'm like, okay, what's up? She said, look, look at my eyes. I can't look in your I eyes. I can't, I, can't. I can't look in your eyes right now. I fucked up. You know? Oh, but that's yeah. amazing that you can do that. You know, a lot. It takes me a little longer. You know, I have to, okay. I have to let it soak in a little bit, but then I will. But at least you get there. You know, some people don't. And that's, that's sad. Yeah. Because then, you know, they're just living a life that's just kind of like, you know, in their own bubble. And mm-hmm. it's hard to be around people like that. Yeah. And I, I think that's the number one thing I, 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 I think is really helpful. Well, number one is to like really see it, right? Yeah. And then to see it and be like, oh, shit. Okay, I see this. And then second, I think what is really hard to do is to hold yourself accountable. Because yeah. then you, that's when you have the choice to change. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I think that's like an hour and like almost 20 minutes in, dude. Dude, we, I... We ran through that shit. Yeah, I uh, I hope like, you know, you guys don't hate me. Damn, dude, I straight up... You know what? I shouldn't even call this genius brain. I should just call it just therapy. Ah! Yeah, this... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah you actually should. Yeah, it's interesting, though. Like, because when I started this podcast, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know where it was going to go. You know, just because I don't... When we're having conversation, I'm not thinking about the type of conversations that we're having. Yeah. But I guess like a, what, a, what I guess I don't know this about myself, but then, you know, my, my mom said this about me too. She goes, you have a way of when you speak to people, just things come out, you know, and um, maybe it's just because we're really, really comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. But it's like these are the type of stories I really like because everybody, when they go through something, they think that they're the only person going through it. Yeah. You know, they always think that they're the only only person. And that's how a lot of people, honestly, they get depressed because they get stuck in this dark hole of just, it's only me going through this. Why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? And I think like a part of this huge podcast is like, I want to show people like, yo, there's a lot of people in my life. When you tell me these personal stories, yo, I have friends who are going through that and they're coming out of this, this darkness. So, you know, it's, you're just, you're just not alone. You're you're really not. And you're. That's that's beautiful. Like that, th- you know, this is great because that's why I was holding a lot of anger back was because I didn't think anyone understood me. You know, no and you one. Heard your could... mom's story. And it's like, oh shit, look at that. But yes, but it took a lot of like self awareness before I even asked oh, her of questions. Course. You know, you it was know, more it... like I don't know what that was in my head, being like, shut the fuck up. But it really helped me to be like, okay, let me just. You know, having a kid, getting older, just, you know, just that maturity. When when I say this too, they're like, oh, I I feel like there's a small amount of people that are like, oh, you think you know everything. No, I'm older than you. So I've I'm saying that I'm saying that I'm just saying this now just to plant the seed. I think when you're 20 years old, 18 and 19, you're not going to get it. No. And that's okay. I'm saying it's 100 percent okay. But at least what I can do is what my parents did for me is just plant the seed. And then eventually something will come from it. Yeah. You know, that's all. Well, guys, um, damn, we went into a lot of topics today. We talked about just parenting. So much. Talked about just like daddy issues, just going from the pain and everything else. Yo, I didn't expect this one to get that fucking deep, son. Oh, my God. I'm really sorry. You know, get really deep. And I, I... Damn, I think these people just saw me just scratch at my toes for a solid like hour. Just like, I'm just like this, scratch, scratch, scratch. Yo, and scratch you know it. what? To be honest, I fucking hate feet. And I just been like, see, don't I, you know, I didn't want. Yeah, and I was just like watching you doing that. Whatever, I don't know. How I don't you ever touch feet. me with those hands ever again? First of all, I took a shower before you got here. I'm mad. I don't clean. care. Don't you dare. Well, you got dancing feet, bitch. What the fuck? Your feet look like. And toes. Whack. Anyways, guys, so where can they find you? <laughs> um, home. No, but, um, social media wise, uh, follow me on Ellen Kimchi, spelled with two e's, not an i, because I fucked up. 
Okay. Well, check this out. Um, if you guys don't know, Ellen is, you know, just like one of the hottest choreographers <laughs> out there. You know what I'm what? saying? Dana, just killing so it out on the sweet. scene. Profession-wise, she's a dancer, but I wanted to bring her in to talk about some other things aside from dance. I mean, we have – she could come in again and talk about her career and then the whole dance situation. That'd be fun. Uh, remember, guys, uh, Genius Brains yes. is out in all all audio platforms. We're talking about iTunes, Spotify, wow. whatever, podcast. Hit us up. Let us know what's going on. Uh, give us that five star. Leave comments below. You know, situation that you guys been through, things you guys want to yes. connect with. We have a community here, so just talk back and forth. And we uh, got love. yeah, man, we'll see y'all next time, man. If yeah. you're sucking dick out there, try to do it a little less, unless you enjoy it too much. And if you like getting fucked in the ass, well, tell me what you like Damn. about it. That's weird. You what? couldn't even just end it, nice dude. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. No, David, no! Open my eyes, let me see. Peace out, guys.